Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hi, Red O'Loughlin here on Talking Heads. Uh, today's program is number five out of six on brain health and mental illness. And we're going to be talking about our second brain today. But before we get to that, let me bring up our first slide. Let's see if that can, there we go, and enlarge it just a little bit. My disclaimer is the fact that I have nothing to do with medicine, never been a doctor, not involved in the medical field, not involved in the pharmaceutical field. I'm a researcher. I research the human body at the cellular level, chemically speaking. I look for cause and effect relationships. Treat a cause, fix a problem. Treat a symptom, and you'll always be treating symptoms. And a lot of what our medical profession does is treat symptoms. They do not look at what the cause of a problem is. And when we're looking at mental health and mental illness, sometimes there are underlying things that, that are not even tested. But when you start looking at things over time, say, well, maybe uh, maybe that could be it. But I love chemistry. I, I It was my favorite. In fact, still is my number one favorite thing in life is just knowing how and why things work. And chemistry answers those things for me. Uh, I fell in love with it uh, sophomore in high school, got a degree in it was unable to practice it professionally because I got an invitation to Vietnam. Uh, but long term down the road, I got out of the Navy after 31 years, been 54 years with my wife. Well, a few years ago, she had breast cancer. And in part of trying to help her overcome some of the side effects, I delved back into the chemical reactions of what's going on. And prior to that, I've been writing books and speaking on motivation, self-improvement, those kind of things. Then all of a sudden, I re-energized my love of chemistry. Nowadays, I write and I, I speak on health and wellness, primarily in the areas of longevity, aging, anti-aging. And part of our aging also includes our brain. We're talking about health and wellness. Uh, brain health, particularly with COVID nowadays, is a major, major issue because so many people have been isolated, which is a very poor way of maintaining good health. But we're going to be talking a little bit about the connection, our second brain, uh, with regard to how, how do those things work. Now, I define mental illness as uh, health conditions involving changes in our emotion, our thinking, or our behavior. And mental illnesses are associated with distress or problems functioning in social work or family experiences. So that's the outer part of it. But the inner part is the part that Sometimes we can control and sometimes we can't. But if you never know what's there, it's hard to even begin to do that. So today's presentation on the second brain and the second brain in many categories is called the gut. Our gut, 80 percent of our gut is our immune system. There's a lot going on down there. And with regard to how does the gut cause our brain to fog up? Uh, is there some kind of connection that can be caused in the gut that ends up with mental health problems? 
can the can the gut really cause brain fog and is the gut and the brain connected well hopefully today i'll be able to explain each one of those in detail so let's talk about the gut the gut our stomach our lower intestinal tract gastrointestinal whatever it is. but when we talk about gut my meaning for today's presentation is the entire gastrointestinal tract that includes starting at the stomach working all the way down through the intestines it's also called the enteric nervous system uh, but the gut has so many things going on it's unbelievable the amount of things that are going on in the gut now we, we hear this commonly you know i got this gut feeling about something well in reality that is a very true statement our gut has a brain-like uh function to it uh in the uh, brain there are 100 billion neurons well in the gut you have 500 million neurons uh, so not as many but then again you're not controlling as many evolutions and we'll we'll go into some of that to a degree but we think of neurotransmitters those things that that connect the neurons and go down the path of being able to think and make things happen well in the brain that's how everything gets transmitted those the nerve fibers at the end everything fires out these transmitters are going back and forth. Uh, but in the gut, you have over 30 different neurotransmitters. Uh, serotonin, you know, that feel-good uh, hormone that we have, it's 95% of it's produced in the gut. And so we're thinking about serotonin and dopamine and uh, gamma amino butyric acid. Uh, there's just so many neurotransmitters that are in the gut. And in for most practical purposes, we don't even think about the gut producing that kind of stuff. Uh, brain fog, just so we know exactly what we're talking about. I'm talking about slow thinking. We, you're just not quite as fast of coming up with an answer. Uh, you're you almost, and then all of a sudden it pops out, but it just kind of slows our thinking. Uh, we, we're trying to focus on something and it's just, we get distracted too easily. Uh, we, we're unable to really and truly focus on something for any amount of time whatsoever. Uh, sometimes it even affects our speech to, to a degree. Uh, forgetfulness is, is very common. Now, what causes it? Well, many things cause it. So to be able to point and say, well, it's that one, it's kind of hard to do that. But one of the causes is poor gut health. And we're going to be going into a lot of detail about that. But vitamin deficiency. Uh, very definitely, uh, you know, vitamin B12 deficiency mimics Alzheimer's. A vitamin B1 deficiency uh, actually produces anxiety. A vitamin B3 deficiency actually produces depression. Uh, there's a lot of things there with vitamins that, that can create problems. Our microbiome, it's it, that entire environment inside our gut uh, of the, the flora, the, the little particles down there, of everything that's making things happen. Uh, that, when it's imbalanced, I'll go into a little bit of detail about that, uh, that creates a lot of problems because things aren't working. You know, you're not getting the things out that you're supposed to. You're not getting things processed right. You're not absorbing things properly. Sugar imbalance is a big one. And it's just, you know, sometimes you have too much, sometimes too little. It affects the insulin levels. Uh, and, and when you, sugar is one of those things that uh, we love to eat it but it has so many detrimental effects on the body when that gets outside of the normal range. Chronic stress, uh, a big one, monumental thing, something we actually can control, but most of us either choose not to, we prefer to hang on to it and not let it go for whatever reason, or we don't know what is the most effective way. 
you know, maybe deep breathing works for some people, maybe meditation works for others, you know, maybe exercise works much better for uh, chronic stress can create a lot of problems. And when you start looking at disease in general, chronic stress can help that disease along. It's almost like fertilizer in some regards. Poor circulation. We're not getting our oxygen levels to the brain or even to the areas of the body that need oxygen in order to perform. Sometimes you do a little bit of exercise, boom, that brain fog's gone uh, because you've gotten a little bit of oxygen into the brain. Uh, autoimmune diseases, our body starts attacking our cells and we don't know why, but it just happens. All of a sudden you end up with a bunch of different problems. Well, that immune system is supposed to be one direction and we go out and we find foreign invaders in the body. But now all of a sudden, it's like somebody puts a, a mask on and you can't recognize them. Okay, you're a bad guy, but in reality, it's it's good good parts of our body and our body's attacking them. Uh, sometimes it might be just something as simple as allergies or sensitivities to gluten, um, uh, dairy. There are a lot of things out there. And all of these things can impact our brain's ability to think clearly, to focus, uh, and to do the things we, we want to do. Continuing on now with the second brain. I said the, the, the brain and the gut are connected. Uh, it's a simple nerve. It's called the vagus nerve, also called the cranial nerve 10. I think there's 12 different nerves that are in that category. This one is also known as the uh, pneumogastric nerve. But in and of itself, it's responsible for the communication back and forth between the gut and the brain. Now, from the brain to the gut, about 10% of the activity. From the gut to the brain, about 90% of the communications going back and forth is one dimensional, one directional. But it, the vagus nerve is also responsible for the digestion. I mean, you're talking about our brain saying it's time to eat, time to stop eating, whatever it may have to be, that, that has to be communicated to the digestive processes that goes down the vagus nerve. Um, our heart rate, our breathing, cardiovascular, reflex actions. Uh, you know, if you have something that's really tastes bad and you throw it up, you vomit, that's the vagus nerve responding to that particular activity at that time. It's a reflex action. We don't say we're going to throw it, it just happens. And so that vagus nerve is uh, sometimes it's, it works perfectly well and other times something can happen and then you have all sorts of issues. But between the gut and the, and the brain, this, this connection is transports nutrients uh, the antioxidants, the neurochemicals, the neuropeptides, the neurotransmitters, and it goes back and forth between the gut and the brain, the gut and the brain, the gut and the brain. And that is the connection, the physical connection that's actually in our body. So as we look at a lot of the neurochemicals that are taking place in the gut, they're communicating with the, the neurons in the, in the brain and everything is just kind of working well. What I wanted to do was go into a, a couple, three or four different kinds of gut problems and talk a little bit about them and show how sometimes having a gut problem and how it affects the brains or can affect the brains. And, uh, and some of these things can be corrected easily. I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you, go do this or this, but there are so many things available either through Dr. Google or Dr. YouTube that you can go in there and say, well, is there a cure for ir irritable bowel syndrome, IBS? Well, that's something that you're going to have to work with your doctor. I can just make you aware of some of the things that are out there. But when we talk about IBS, the irritable bowel syndrome, historically, it was thought to be only the gut. Uh, that's the way it's been treated forever and ever and ever. 
but and recent studies here literally within the last 10 years or so we're finding out that the gut is responding to not you know i talked talk about a microbiome imbalance but when you add stress to it a lot of things are happening and we notice that ibs patients uh, they suffer anxiety and depression and it's ironic that when you look at people suffering anxiety and depression 50 to 90 percent of those people suffering either one of those two end up having some level of ibs and so you're saying does ibs cause anxiety and depression it very much can be because when you start looking at an imbalance in the gut you're using up that vitamin b1 that i mentioned a, a moment ago or the vitamin b3 you know the thiamine and everything is if it's not there what's the result if i'm deficient in b1 or b3 i end up with being anxiety and depression now depression is you know who cares i, I don't care it's 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 there's a blaze it's a blues it's you just don't have an apathy you just don't you know phlegmatic you just don't feel anything um but anxiety is a slightly different mental problem and now you're talking about panic you're talking about uh issues of worry uh, and sometimes they can be uh, very large in, in the scheme of things. But between the two, uh, when you start looking, you know, maybe it's not a mental issue per se, but maybe it's a gut issue and the response is depression and anxiety. Uh, SIBO, S-I-B-O, small intestine bacterial overgrowth. In your large intestine, uh, you have certain chemicals and things that are going on. Now, sometimes that kind of backs up into the lower, into the smaller intestines and bacteria growth just goes crazy. And so you have the SIBO, which is basically gas and pain and bloating, uh, sometimes a combination back and forth between constipation and diarrhea. Uh, but they found out that patients with SIBO, uh, 80% of them uh, also have IBS. And so now you have a, a situation where I have some issues, okay, bloating, constipation, diarrhea is not a brain issue, but this IBS is so interconnected with so many things that um, maybe there's uh, something. In. And when you have a gut issue, it's not something that you can fix overnight, but it can be fixed in many regards and not in that long amount of time in reality. Crohn's disease, uh, it's an inflammatory bowel disease. You get swelling in the digestive tract. You have abdominal pain, severe diarrhea. Sometimes you get weight loss. Sometimes in some cases you may end up with a little bit of malnutrition, but you're not absorbing the nutrients that you're eating. It's just, it's coming down. It's going through the system so fast. Uh, it just gets expelled and you're not getting the benefit of the foods, the nutrients that you need. Now, Crohn's patients can experience brain fog. They can have difficulty concentrating. Uh, some have memory lapses but they also have an increased risk of anxiety and depression. Well, it makes sense if you're not getting the vitamins and nutrients that you need into the absorption mode of the body, uh, then it's not there to help you. So the default is, well, the brain, I'm not getting enough B1. Well, okay, I'm gonna end up with a little worry, a little bit of extra concern, et cetera. But Crohn's disease, uh, definitely a gut issue, but it can affect the brain. Let's talk about celiac again. This particular one is a is an immune reaction from gluten. And now gluten in and of itself is an interesting molecule. And sometimes people who have a gluten allergy or sensitivity also have a dairy problem. And the main reason is that the casein in dairy is almost a mirror image of the gluten molecule. 
And so if you have a gluten sensitivity, you may also have a dairy sensitivity. And those are things that are are worth at least experimenting with. And there are some things that can be done with regard to lactic acid, mother, but I'm not going to go into that today. But with regard to gluten, that's a totally different subject that we may end up covering down the road. But gluten itself is linked to a couple of genes, the DQ2 and the DQ8 gene. And so people who have those genes and they're not functioning right, you end up with maybe having an over attention from the immune system. It reacts to that gluten. Now, I'm one of those people who believe that zonulin in the gut is there. It's a molecule. And normally it just opens microscopic holes in the gut to allow the nutrients that have been digested to flow through the gut, go into the immune system, and then passed on into the bloodstream. Uh, some people call it leaky gut, intestinal, uh, there's another word for it, intentional, intestinal something or other. But regardless, some people are not of the opinion that zonulin is an issue with gluten. I, you know, my readings tell me, I think it is, that gluten gets down there and all of a sudden zonulin and gluten are in a fist fight and gluten just hammers the gluten, uh, the zonulin molecule, and all of a sudden it just over overgrows. And instead of having a lot of microscopic holes for the actual molecules of the nutrients to go through into the immune system and then into the bloodstream, it opens these huge crevices that allows everything that's being digested, the bad stuff along with the good stuff, to pass through, overwhelm the immune system and get into the body. And there's 130, 150 different autoimmune diseases. And we'll, we'll talk a couple of them, the primary ones. But when you start having these kinds of problems in the, in the gut, uh, you end up with some kind of uh, intestinal damage. Uh, you, and when you have that, you're not able to absorb the nutrients properly. And when you're not absorbing things right, you know, one of the causes is diarrhea, bloating, gas, uh, fatigue is kind of a, it's a mental thing, but it's a, it's a result of all these things going on because of the inflammation that's, that's just permeating the body. Uh, sometimes you end up with a low blood count. And in some cases, uh, celiac patients have a, a problem with osteoporosis because they can't process everything that's needed from the calcium, the magnesium, the vitamin D3, the vitamin K2 that's needed to get the calcium into the bones. Uh, anxiety, depression, fatigue are commonly reported. So when you're not able to process the vitamins, the minerals that are needed, you know, what's the default? Well, the brain suffers anxiety, depression, fatigue. Uh, it just seems to be a never-ending uh, spinning wheel of problems. Uh, autoimmune diseases, I mentioned there's well over 100 of them. And this is where our healthy immune system that's supposed to attack, you know, the COVID uh, virus and, and flu virus and uh, cold and everything else out there. Well, it's, it can't recognize healthy body cells and it starts attacking them. Uh, sometimes we end up with a problem like uh, osteoarthritis. Well, that's because a bone on bone situation existed. The body has never seen the cartilage uh, or not the cartilage, the, um, what's the, the term? Uh, I'll think of it here in just a sec. But the body's never seen that layer, and then all of a sudden it's ruptured either through wear out or, or injury, and the body attacks it. Uh, and it's one of those things. Now, you have the same symptoms with rheumatoid arthritis, but it's not a result of some kind of trauma or wear out. It's a result of the immune system seeing a problem that's not a problem and making a problem out of it. But lupus, multiple sclerosis, 
rheumatoid arthritis, celiac disease, Graves' disease, Hashimoto's uh, thyroid issue, uh, myasthenia gravis, uh, type 1 diabetes, psoriasis. There are so many of them out there. Uh, but many of these, uh, what we call neuropsychiatric disorders, are associated with depression, anxiety, and also result in some kind of cognitive dysfunction uh, and or even psychosis. And so we have an autoimmune disease that we had nothing to cause. It's just something that happened to us. Um, and then all of a sudden, the byproduct down the road is it's affecting my brain. I'm not feeling well. I'm anxiety. I got a little worry about it. And then all of a sudden, I don't care. Uh, and then and it's just like I say, it's a never ending spinning wheel that, uh, that you almost can't even describe to your doctor to say what's going on. Uh, gut imbalance. This is when things are not right. Um, we have bacterial cells in our body that if you took all of the cells in the body and added them on, let's say they, they add up to 100 million, just to pick a, a number. Well, a factor of 10, no, there was 8 billion, uh, 100, yeah, 10 times 100 million is a billion. A factor of 10 more. So I have more bacterial cells in my gut than I have by tenfold than I have in the rest of my body. A lot of stuff going on down there. But when I look at the actual chemical activity that's going on, uh, a lot of the chemicals that we have encode our genes uh, to do a certain thing. So in other words, if I have a gene that says, do this, I can flip the switch on because of some lifestyle factors that I choose to do. I keep my weight under control. I keep my stress under control. I eat properly, whatever. Okay, that gene is on or off because of the lifestyle choices we have. Yes, maybe 5% of the time you may end up with a gene for Alzheimer's or breast cancer or colon cancer or something. But a lot of the genes can be controlled. But the genes that are triggered out of the gut are 100 to 1 compared to the genes that are triggered throughout the rest of the body outside of our gut area. Uh, an imbalance in the microbiome can trigger an inflammatory bowel disease. We talked about IBS and celiac and stuff Crohn's. So sometimes that microbiome is the trigger. We know it's in, a, in some cases it's a autoimmune problem, but if the microbiome is out of balance, then what's going to result? Well, it can be a, an inflammatory bowel disease, an irritable bowel syndrome, obesity, type 2 diabetes. All of those things come out of that imbalance in, in our system. Uh, as a result, and you get all this inflammation and, and stuff going back and forth, well, the cellular communication via the vagus nerve slows down. When that slows down, our brain function slows down. So we end up with chronic high levels of inflammation that actually can start attacking our brain cells. So now we do have a very definite cause of gut imbalance attacking the brain cells. And it's just, again, it's part of this process, you know, process is understanding of what's happening and what, you know, hopefully what we can do about it. What kind of gut, gut issues do we have? Well, a lot of things cause a problem in the, in the gut. So you're saying, well, what causes a gut imbalance? It's kind of simple but it's so complex, it's complicated, as I think sometimes you hear that term. Stress can cause it, chronic inflammation. How does chronic inflammation get in there? Well, it's the free radical damage that's occurring because we don't have enough antioxidants to quell and keep that chronic inflammation under control. And when that's out of control, you end up with oxidative stress. Now that's at the cellular level, including the, the stress we get from everything else in our life. Not sleeping properly. That's a big, big deal. If we're not getting a good seven to nine hours of a good quality sleep a night, the body can't repair itself. Yeah, you might be able to get by a day or two, but you're going to be a little drowsy. But if this goes on day after day after day, 
this is really going to take a major uh, hit on your health. Sometimes it may be a hormone imbalance, uh, may be brought on by diet, may have some uh, medications, uh, benzodiazepines, sedatives, antihistamines, bladder meds, muscle relaxers, sometimes even nerve pain drugs, vertigo, uh, nausea, selective serotonin uh, reuptake inhibitors, SSRIs, uh, mood stabilizers, opioids, um, cancer treatments. A lot of a lot of medications actually cause a problem with the gut, and so you're taking something to fix another problem, and now all of a sudden your gut is no longer you're taking an anti uh, anti uh, we call it um, biotic that kills all the good stuff in the gut. You know when uh, I hear somebody telling you, I said, did the doctor talk to you about taking a probiotic? You know, if you're taking it 12 hours, you, you want to kill whatever you have down there bad, but you need to replace the good bacteria that were, were killed off. So you really need to be looking at the probiotics uh, to keep a nice, stable environment in the body. And then you need the prebiotics to feed the probiotics. But that antibiotic, yeah, maybe something you really need right now, but you've got to take care of that gut as soon as you possibly can. Candida, yeast infection, SIBO, we've already talked about small intestine uh, bacterial overgrowth. Uh, B12 deficiency, we already know that B12 affects the brain because it mimics Alzheimer's. Uh, so you're not getting B12 processed, absorbed properly in the body. It may be because you're actually getting enough B12, but you're not getting it absorbed properly. So there are some issues there. Asthma, allergies, adrenal fatigue, leaky gut, uh, a lot of thyroid issues. Uh, hepatitis, cirrhosis, um, and in many cases, even just a poor oxygen circulation for whatever reason. Uh, I mentioned earlier, sometimes you can exercise just a little bit, uh, go out, you know, bright sunshine, fresh air, get a little bit of oxygen flowing through, and all of a sudden you feel so much better. But that oxygen is really, really critical for, for the brain to operate properly. What, uh, what options do you have? Well, obviously, if the B12 is not being absorbed enough, maybe you need a little bit more B12. Now, B12 is a cabalamin. If you buy it in a pill and you take it, it will not survive stomach acid. You need to get a, uh, you know, most of the time it's cyanocobalamin, and that's that's a synthetic. It's not really good at all. Uh, you're not going to get much benefit out of it. You need the kind of cobalamin, methylcobalamin, that actually dissolves under the tongue, goes straight into the by, uh, into the bloodstream, bypasses stomach acid and everything. Thiamine, B1, again, if you're deficient in it, probably going to end up with a more increased risk of anxiety. Uh, vitamin E, there's eight different vitamin E's. Uh, you have four tocopherols, four, four tocotrienols, uh, and you need all eight of them. You know, just having one, particularly in a pill that's synthetic, does not meet the requirements of the body. Uh, the nicot uh, nicotinamine, uh, B-complex, again, your, your B vitamins, iron, uh, okay, that should be calcium. It's just to see, I have an error there on that one. Zinc, magnesium, uh, coenzyme Q10. Uh, Again, that is another one of those molecules that in the last uh, 10 to 15 years, they found out that if you uh, take that particular one, I'm trying to think of the name of the ubiquinol. Ubiquinone is the CoQ10, but ubiquinol is the actual active ingredient in the body. So when you take a CoQ10, you may get 10, 15, 18% of that ability to con uh, convert that into ubiquinol. So, so you take the pill as a ubiquinone, you get in the body, you end up with, you know, say 12%. But if you buy it as ubiquinol, which is about 
three times the price of ubiquinone, you actually end up with 40 or 50% right away because you're actually getting what the body needs. Turmeric, uh, it's also called curcumin. It's a yellow Indian spice. Uh, in and of itself, it's a great antioxidant, one of the best ones out there. Uh, but you need black pepper extract, piperine, in order to make it more bioavailable. Talked about probiotics and uh, prebiotics. Uh, Omega-3s, uh, many, many things are there. You know, if you're looking for gut health, Dr. Google, Dr. YouTube is, is there. Sometimes we need relaxation therapy, uh, CBD. Uh, sometimes they call it gut-directed uh, relaxation. We're trying to calm our gut down. Biofeedback, breathing exercises, meditation. Sometimes a massage is, is actually there. And interestingly enough, cold water immersion. Sometimes it's just a matter of taking cold water and slapping it on our face. It's enough to, quote, wake us up. But a lot of these things are available, which you don't even know about. Because of the uh, where the location of our vagus nerve is in the back of our, our, our head in the neck area, uh, sometimes singing out loud, humming, has a direct response on activating that vagus nerve. Direct sunlight, uh, high choline foods, balanced nutrition, toxin removal. So many things out there uh, are helping us when we're starting to look at trying to improve our gut. Summary, the issues are are basically that there's so many different things going on in the, the gut, but you got to keep the gut in a normal microbiome. So you're getting balanced nutrition. Everything's down there. Uh, you're getting the right quantities. You're getting the probiotics down there, the prebiotics in order to keep everything. And when the gut is going well, the brain is going to go well. And a lot of the risks of, you know, any kind of mental disorder, even something as simple as fatigue, are, are things that are controllable. Uh, I can be reached at red at redolaflin.com. Uh, red O'Loughlin is R-E-D, like the color red. O'Loughlin, O-L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N, redolaflin.com. My contact information is there. I'm a speaker, author, publisher. Uh, my book on the joy of ageless health talks about the uh, seven or eight primary causes of disease and what you can actually do about each one of them. If you want to know more about longevity and how to age gracefully and reduce the risk of a lot of age-related diseases, my book, Longevity Secrets for Healthy Aging, is also available at my website or on uh, Amazon. And I want to thank Dr. Jacqueline again for allowing me to be here on Talking Heads on the USA Global TV and Radio Network. And next week, hopefully, we'll wrap up the six-part series on brain health and mental illness. Thank you all very much and appreciate your time today. Bye now. 